Hey, and welcome to Financially Savvy, Spiritually Sound. Using biblical principles, we'll teach you to love God and manage money. Let's dive in. Let's talk today about an interesting topic that maybe you have struggled with at some point in your life. And that topic is, God is pleased with our financial prosperity. When I say that, how does that make you feel? I want you to examine your own feelings surrounding this statement. Your answer to this question is important because your beliefs around this answer or this the answer to this question really determines your prosperity. You see, faith is very powerful. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you do not believe that God is pleased with your financial prosperity, you will simply not prosper. Or when you prosper, you will have some guilt or shame or condemnation about it. And it'll affect the way that you live. When Christians don't believe that God is pleased with their prosperity, they either self-sabotage in order not to prosper. They either do that intentionally or they subconsciously work to stay in the same place. So you have to ask yourself right now, do I believe that God is pleased with our financial prosperity? If you grew up in a church or a family like I did, the messages around wealth and rich people were always contradictory or conflicting at, at best. There would be times when my family would be talking about rich people as though they were sinners and just bad people. But on the other hand, um, they would always themselves be praying for a blessing, praying for some financial resources to come through so that they can pay a bill and uh, get out of debt. The confusion continued at church because then I would get to church and I would hear the pastor talk about, you know, the poor are, um, are humble and that we would understand it better by and by and how we had a home with the Lord that was made of gold and streets made of gold, but somehow we weren't supposed to prosper here. But in that same vein, the church would always have prayer uh, that the Lord would send some money some way to help pay off the church's debt or to bless sister so-and-so. So I was always confused as to where that money would come from if, if all the sinners had the money. I remember reading Luke 6:38. You know the scripture about giving and it shall be given unto you, good measures, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And it was the next part of that scripture that really got my attention. It said, men shall give into your bosom. And I thought, hmm, men will give into my bosom. Well, what men would that be? Because the only way you're able to give to anyone is if you're financially doing okay yourself. I mean, right? Poor, financially strapped people they can't give into anybody's bosom. At that moment, I decided to ask the Lord to use me to be one of the men that gave into other people's bosoms because that had to feel better than being in lack. That was the beginning of me breaking the p poverty mindset off of myself. I asked the Lord 
to allow me to see what it would feel like to be able to give to other people. And slowly, a little bit at a time, I was able to look for opportunities to just give the little bit that I had, whether it was in line at the grocery store, whether it was a man standing on the corner, or whether it was at a gas pump just saying, hey, I got it. Can I pump your gas? And I really, really enjoyed that feeling. Next to be conquered in my mind was whether God's intent for our prosperity was for our own enjoyment as well as answering the call for kingdom building. That brought me to these scriptures. John 10, 10. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. In the Greek, it translates, uh, abundance translates over and above, more than necessary, super added. So my suspicions were right. Not only did God want us to just have money to answer the calls of the kingdom or for kingdom building, but he wanted us, he, Jesus came so that we can have an abundant life, an overflowing life, more than we need it, more than necessary life. He just doesn't want us to have just what is just enough, but he, he, wanted, he came so that we could have more than what was necessary. In Psalms 35, 27, David is continuing his request for the Lord to rise up against his enemies. But he also makes note that the Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. Prosperity in this, uh, in this scripture translates to completeness, welfare, health, and prosperity. Uh, let me go on too, to Psalms 128 verses 1 through 2. It says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways, for they shall eat the labor of thine own hands and happy shall thou be and it shall be well with thee. Well, that scripture just confirmed everything for me because not only are we to give, but this scripture says that we shall eat the labor of our own hands and be happy doing it. So that was an answer to me. And it also helped in breaking some of the chains of a poverty mindset. So what about you? Have you ever felt guilty for prospering even after you gave and you had some left did you ever think well i wonder if this is okay for me and my family to um, have a good time to enjoy this money to do some of these things that makes my family happy my answer is again yes let's look at um what elisha told the widow woman you remember that story when elisha uh, told the widow, the the widow woman told, excuse me, told Elisha that the debtors were coming to take her sons because her husband had died. And so uh, Elisha told her to go and get some oil. And um, she got the oil, she poured it in the jars. And then Elisha told her to go and sell the oil and pay off her debts. But at the end, he told her, you and your sons live on the rest. Isn't that something? He didn't say, um, go and sow a seed into the church or give all the rest to the poor. He told her for her and for her and her sons to go and live off the rest. 
I hope that these scriptures that I've shared have done just a little bit in helping you to understand that God enjoys the prosperity of his people, that he takes pleasure in us doing well, living healthy and whole lives that glorify him. And with this confidence, we can accept the blessings of financial prosperity without guilt or condemnation. If you're looking for more encouragement, please look us up on financiallysavvyspirituallysound.com. Be blessed. If you need help becoming a good steward of your money, reach out to me at financiallysavvyspirituallysound.com backslash coaching services. And if you would like to partner with us to continue to get this message out, please do so at paypal.me backslash red to black. That's red, the number two, black consulting, red to black consulting. Until the next episode, remember, love God and manage money.